Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the final countdown. Not just for the election, but for mankind. It's the final countdown for the United States of America. It's the final countdown for federal protected areas like Anwar. It's the final countdown for science as opposed to superstition. You know, I woke up this morning and I had a show prepared on other topics. We were working all morning, Jim and Robert and I. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, BLM and Antifa, that uh, the government should declare them domestic terrorist groups, which I thought the president had done, at least I read about it, uh, and then use uh, the uh, proceeds that have been given to Antifa and BLM by those who have funded them for a long time and make them pay for repairing all the damage in all of the cities. No one's thought of it but me. Then I was going to talk about Dr. Scott Atlas, who is now Trump's COVID czar. We had him first on the Savage Nation in April, by the way. And it's great. He's a great guy, very smart man. He's being attacked by all of the know-nothings in the business who know nothing about the subject. But I'm not going to talk about that. I got hit with a double-barrel shotgun before the show an hour ago that is very hard for me to conceive that an administration could be so flat-footed as to do a thing like this just before an election. What am I talking about? What am I talking about? Um, the president coming out and touting an unproven treatment for coronavirus from Oleander? I know a little bit about poison plants, about toxic plants, about phytochemistry. It's something I've studied for years. And I will tell you that this is one of the stupidest, most dangerous things I've heard of in my entire life. Of course, the alkaloid in oleander will kill the virus. But there are probably thousands of alkaloids, poisons that will kill the virus, but it'll kill the patient first. I remember when I first moved to the tropics 50 years ago, I was warned never to touch the oleander sap. It could blind you if you touched your eye. I was told stories that uh, soldiers who were sent over to Hawaii in Schofield Barracks, kids from the mainland never saw an oleander plant, and they broke the twigs off, and they cooked hot dogs with the twigs and died from the sap in oleander, died from the poison. The white sap is very poisonous. I was warned right from the beginning, if someone is burning uh, leaves or burning smoke, uh, smoke coming from a burning oleander, run away from it because if you inhale it, you'll burn your lungs and possibly die. And so I've known the dangers of oleander. It's well, well established. And you know, I wake up and I realize that what the hell is going on here? How could President Trump 
tout an unproven coronavirus cure after the scandal of the bleach embarrassment. The experimental botanical extract oleandrin was promoted by tr- to Trump during Oval Office meeting in July. It's embraced by HUD Secretary Ben Carson and my pillow founder Mike Lindell. Oh, okay. So now they're experts in phytochemistry. Ben Carson is a wonderful surgeon, knows nothing about phytochemistry. Mike Lindell is a wonderful man who makes great uh, bed products. And he did put money in. He's on the board, by the way, of the company that develops the product. You should know that. But there's been no rigorous testing. It's an unproven product. It can kill people. I know a lot about botanical extracts because I've worked with them since the 60s. I've written books about them. Why would they promote a thing like that just before an election? Why would the president demand that the FDA approve oleandrin before an election? This is a a repeat of the Clorox scandal, like drink bleach. Didn't he learn from that? Wait, that's not bad enough. That's barrel one of the shotgun. Then I wake up. And on the Drudge Report, I don't know how Matt gets these stories before anyone else, but he does. I got so sick when I saw this one. I said, how can he do this before an election? He's already in trouble with the uh, so-called suburban women, which is a code word for educated white women. President Trump all of a sudden announces today, just today it's announced by his administration, your headline, Trump approves oil drilling in Alaska Wildlife Refuge. I said, are these people crazy or are they trying to undermine him on purpose? Why wouldn't he do this after the election? Why would he further alienate the people in America, whether they are women in the suburbs or men in the mountains or uh, midgets living in the desert who care about the earth and all that is in it? Why would they drill Anwar? Why would they do a thing like this, especially since we are swimming in oil and gas? In other words, if we were in a national emergency for oil and gas and there was nowhere else to get oil and gas and we needed it, I might say, okay, it makes sense to drill in Anwar. This sets us back 40 years to drill into the Arctic refuge. It's unheard of. Why would he do a thing like this? We do not need oil and gas. This must be a boondoggle for someone, I thought. Since we don't need the oil and gas, why would Trump approve oil drilling in the Alaska Wildlife Refuge? Well, who's going to do the drilling? Drillers. And so who are the drillers? Well, they're firms that have nowhere to drill anymore because no one needs, no one's going to drill in Texas right now, right, Jim? No one's drilling in, in Louisiana or Texas. There's no drilling because we're swimming in oil. But there must be billions of dollars in federal money that I don't know about for drilling somewhere. So the oil drillers are going to make the money off this. We don't need it. The losers are we, the people of America and of the world. Polar bears, musk oxen, caribou, gray wolves. Not to mention the indigenous people, the Gwich'in people, who have lived there from time immemorial. I know they don't matter to those of you who consider yourself very advanced Republicans. You know, your cigar-smoking kind of people. Ha, 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 ha. Who cares about native peoples living in some rotten, stinking land? (laughs) Take it from them. Put them in a reservation. (laughs) I'm a Republican. I believe in drilling oil and gas. Put the Gawitchin people into a prison for all I care. (laughs) Just smoke cigars and crap on them. 
What do they matter? Arctic Refuge he's going to drill in. It was slipped into the Tax Cuts Act of 2017, allowing them to rape the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. That's Anwar. Pushed by Senator Murkowski, who's as murky as they come. I call her Senator Murkowski. Senator Murkowski is going is pushing this one. And the current administration bending over backwards to get oil and gas leases in hand before the next presidential election. Processes that would normally take years to make sure that everyone knows and everyone affected by the proposed action has a chance to be heard are being jammed through in a mere month the same way they're trying to race through a fake cure for coronavirus for the election. It's sickening. HUD Secretary Carson has enthusiastically promoted oleandrin to the Trump administration. What the hell does Carson know about phytochemistry? Nothing. Zero. He's a pediatric neurosurgeon. Nice man, but knows nothing about uh, toxic chemicals. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I got hit with a, a double-barrel shotgun of information this morning. And for the ignorant out there, you should understand that oleander is a toxic plant. Here is my thing. Here is my fear for you out there, the unwashed, uneducated masses. Not all of you, but many of you think that because the president says it's good, it's great, and you'll gobble it up. Remember, many of you took fish cleaner because you thought it was good. It had hydroxychloroquine-like compounds in it. Some people got poisoned from drinking fish tank cleaner. I'm afraid that some of you out there, the natural-born followers, will go out and start picking oleander leaves and oleander stems and making a a potion for yourself and taking it, thinking it'll protect you from from, uh, COVID, and you'll die. You will die. Oleander. Even the, the blossoms are, are dangerous. One of the most toxic plants in the world. Campers using oleander branches to roast hot dogs have died. Old story, some of Napoleon's soldiers died in Spain when they used oleander sticks to roast meat. Blossom is so dangerous that even the honey from oleander made by bees is poisonous. The nectar is poisonous. The flower from oleander, the toxins cause an irregular heartbeat which at first races and then drops to a rate far below normal until the heart stops beating altogether. Well, it definitely would cure COVID because the patient would be dead. Let me remind you, there are thousands of plants out there that would kill virus, this virus, but it would kill the patient first or cause irreparable damage to the patient while killing the virus. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like this. So I could talk about polls and this. It's such boring garbage. I would rather talk about the administration turning the clock back 50 years on protecting polar bears and the earth. And I say no to drilling in Anwar. Just sickening, 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 sickening. Who's cashing in on this? God only knows. I looked it up and I wanted to know who's going to make money off this because there's nothing to do with oil and gas. We don't need it. So who's going to get the money? So we just found this. Oil companies drilling on federal land get a break on royalties. Solar and wind firms get passed through rent bills. So oil companies drilling on federal land get a break on royalties. That's interesting. The cost of reducing oil and gas royalties. So they get a a benefit that way. That, my friends, explains everything. That, my friends, explains everything. Greed, naked, naked, disgusting greed. 
They would kill the air. They'd kill the water. They'd kill the land. They'd kill the animals and everything in it for a dollar. I can't sit here and tell you this should be permitted. This is sickening. This is one of the most sickening things I've seen in my life. Pushing oleander, an oleander derivative, to treat COVID when it's never been tested. It's just hearsay evidence. When oleander can be can be used, uh, people can use it thinking that it's, it's if, if the president says it's a good drug, I'll go pick some oleander and I'll suck the sap like they drank fish tank cleaner. It's very dangerous, friends. You can die from it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that some on Fox News will be seen cooking hot dogs on the stage with oleander stems. I'm sure Wallbanger will get some oleander stems and cook a hot dog on the stage while breaking bricks with his nose to show you what a tough guy he is. I'm positive that Fox News will promote using oleander to cure COVID. This is what's going on today. The ignorance, the stupidity, the lack of knowledge, the greed, the naked stupidity. I've never seen anything like it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting Biden and the left-wing fanatic from Nancy Pelosi's backyard. I wouldn't vote at all if that was the only choice. Biden doesn't exist. He's a fiction. Biden is a hologram in a basement. The woman that he just picked to run with him is the most dangerous of all of them. He could have picked, he could have picked a moderate like Amy Klobuchar, a liberal, yes, but a reasonable liberal. Instead, he picks a radical, crazy woman put there by Nancy Pelosi and the Getty family. So you can't vote for them. So what the hell are we left with here? Well, I guess it's Trump or nobody, right? All the cities are going to burn. Why are they burning now? Tell me why, after all of this stuff going on in Portland, it's still allowed to go on. We are a nation that just defeated ISIS under President Trump. A platoon of undercover, unmarked, well, let's say special forces, could go into Portland and make them disappear in less than one hour. He could make... With one platoon of special forces dressed up as rioters, they could go in there and disappear all the leadership of these rioters in less than one hour. They would disappear the way they went into villages in uh, Iraq and Syria to disappear ISIS. Why is Trump not doing it? I will tell you why. You want to hear more cynicism? See, I was trying to figure out which party is letting this go on, the Portland-Seattle riots, because a government could stop this. Less than an hour could be stopped. But it festers, it goes on, it upsets everyone in the country. Hundreds of millions in damage. Hundreds of millions in police uh, overtime and medical bills. Why does the government let it go on? Well, the Democrats let it go on thinking that it's good for them. The Republicans let it go on thinking that you're going to vote for Trump because he's a law and order candidate. Well, I ask this question. Mr. President, if you're a law and order candidate, why don't you enact some law to create some order in Portland and Oregon Portland, Oregon, and in Seattle, Washington, before the election, not after it. I'll be right back. Savage. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hope you're ready for what's next. Here's what's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, 
and social unrest. Okay, so ask yourself a question. Do you actually have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? The harsh reality is most Americans do not. But you can avoid the panicked masses in a last-minute rush just by ordering your four-week supply of emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com. It's that simple. You can hire, you can put it in a closet, you know, a cool, dark place. You just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation and dependency on the government are your only options when you fail to plan ahead. What are you going to do, go on a food line? Why don't you avoid the pain of being unprepared? It's a simple solution. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage. And by the way, it's shipped discreetly to your door. No one knows what's in the package, so the delivery man can't steal it. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare for tomorrow. And there's still time for you to do the same. They've just gotten new supplies in. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. The original Patriot Preparedness Company. They're great. You can store it for up to 25 years if it's done right. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. We are talking about Nerium oleander and drilling in Anwar. Oh, I know there's an election. I know we should be talking about Biden versus Trump and how dangerous uh, the Biden-Harris ticket is, but I mean, I've done it. It's baby talk. We all know where you're going to vote and who you're voting for. Now, we're going to talk about things that are going to be around long after this, this uh, horrid election. The earth, for example, and everything in it, it's been around long before Trump and Biden were born, you know. And let's hopefully, 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 hopefully some sense will come into the minds of these greedy pigs. We are supposed to be the good shepherds of this earth, not the good exploiters. Write that one down. Mankind is supposed to be the good shepherd of the earth and everything in it. Read your Bible or your Bible thumping good Christians, read your Bible. We're supposed to be the good shepherds of the earth, not the good exploiters. We're not supposed to tear up everything that God made and and consume it for a stinking dollar. I've had it. I've had it. You know, I wrote a book years ago called Scorched Earth, Restoring the Country After Obama. What a great title. What a great title that was. And I did everything I could to reverse what that creature did to this nation that lying deceitful bum take a look at what obama's doing in hawaii violating environmental laws to build a mansion actually his friends building a mansion for him violating all of the laws of oahu to build his mansion on the beach that double talking fraud so now what do we have what do we have now riots where do you want me to go with this savage Living with chronic pain is really the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. 
Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Maybe it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments you've tried. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, cryo-free CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. This is a non-prescription triple-action pain relief roll-on specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Best part is this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to 8 hours which is longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. It's a great deal. This discount also applies towards any product that's on their site. What do you do? You go to omaxhealth.com. You enter code SAVAGE. That's O-M-A-X health.com. Enter code SAVAGE. And you're going to get 20% off cryo-freeze, which really works, by the way, in anything on their site. You're still not sold? Well, go look at the product reviews. They've got 95% five-star reviews, page after page, of customers saying they've tried everything. And Omax Cryo-Freeze is so good, they're now buying it for their family and friends, too. What you do is you simply roll it over where it hurts, and you ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. Cryo-Freeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything on their site. I'm telling you, this product is the real deal. Go to omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE, to get 20% off and anything on their site and to kill that pain. omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE. Get out your Clorox, your fish tank cleaner, uh, and go scour the highways for the oleander now. you got the miracle cure we've been waiting for. Step right up. And while you're at it, why don't you go drill in Anwar? Kill everything in Anwar for, for a barrel of oil. That's where we're at. Crazy. The whole thing's insanity. The world's gone. It's like the axis of the earth has just tilted for me. There's nothing to hold on to. I feel like we're all flying in space. A double-barrel shotgun today. Seattle Karen has something to say on the drilling in the Alaskan National Wildlife Refuge. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I, you know, you made that statement pretty boldly, but I think you need to go and do a little bit of research. The natives up there have been, you know, heading up for years trying to get the, the, the drilling. No, what do you mean the natives? The ones who have the gambling casinos, that kind of native, those from Brooklyn who changed their names and became natives? Well, I don't think so. These are the ones that live... Well, which natives do you mean? The, the gambling uh, Indians? Or how about those who've lived there for thousands of years, like the, Gwi- the Gwich'in? The Gwich'in live there. They're not lobbying to drill, are they? Nasty today. What's wrong with you? Wait, no, what's wrong with you? There's nothing... What's, what's wrong with you? You mean kill everything for a buck? Is that what's wrong with you? Look up what you don't know. What the hell do you know about drilling in Anwar? Tell me what you know. Tell me what you know without just shooting your mouth off. You tell me the native people want it. Which native people? What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Or you're eating some cat meat right now or cat food? You know, lady, don't eat cat food. It's not good for you in the long run. You're liable to grow whiskers. The native people want the drilling now. You ask her which one, she doesn't know the answer. I tell her the name of the native people who live in the uh, Alaskan 
Wildlife Reserve. She never heard of them. She's talking about which natives? Natives? The ones what, with the gambling casinos who suddenly discovered their native heritage to make a buck with a roulette wheel? Okay, watch out what you talk about. I know. See, here's the problem with radio right now. You say one word critical of any of the policies coming out of the Trump administration, suddenly you're an anti-Trumper. Suddenly you're for Biden. It's all false. Let me tell you something, all of you people out there. Listen very carefully before you change the dial and go listen to the, to the wall banger or some other know-nothing. Listen very carefully. In April, I had Dr. Scott Atlas on this show and no one ever heard of him. Remember? Now he's suddenly the COVID czar because Trump learned of Scott Atlas from this program. I am listened to by people who advise the president very closely. He may not come on the show a lot. You don't hear me boast about it. Doesn't matter. I am trying to stop this insanity in the 12th hour. No, don't drill an Anwar, Mr. President. You're going to drive away every suburban woman voter that you've been trying to get back. That's number one. Do not approve the drilling in Anwar, President Trump. Number two, no crackpot cures for COVID. Didn't you learn from the Clorox? Didn't you learn from the fish tank cleaner? Who the hell is letting him say a thing like this? Pushing drilling, pushing an unproven coronavirus treatment that could kill you. It's unbelievable to me that on the eve of an election, a president would be so reckless as to push forward things like this when he doesn't have to do it. This is the, the key point here. There's no imperative to drill an Anwar. There's no imperative to push a crackpot, quote, treatment for COVID. What the hell is going on here? Is somebody undermining him that I don't know about? Someone came in and whispered to him that this cures it? And he goes and says he wants the FDA to approve of it? Now, again, oleander and its extract have been used traditionally in the treatment of various illnesses, but so have millions, thousands of folk remedies. Nobody knows if there's clinical evidence to support the specific doses of oleander extracts. We all know it's one of the most toxic of all plants. We know it's no longer considered safe due to its extreme toxicity. We also are ter- I'm terrified that some of you out there, because you love the president so much for some of the great things he has done, are going to go out now and get some oleander plants and start extracting it yourself or sucking on the sap, and you will die. I want to warn you again. Put aside Trump for one minute if you can get him out of your mind. Oleander is extremely toxic, potentially fatal. It will kill you. Severe nausea may be the first sign. Abdominal pain, cramping, diarrhea, kidney failure, liver failure. Lungs, kidney, spleen, muscle can go. Even if you inhale the smoke from burning plants, you can, you can get sick or die from it. I will remind you again, World War II famous story. Soldiers went from the mainland, first time they arrive in Hawaii, they see these pretty plants, uh, and then they pick the, they snap off the branch, and they use it to cook hot dogs, and they died. The sap, the white sap can blind you or your child, kill your dog, kill your cat. So I'm trying to tell you something. There's a double-barrel shotgun today on the Savage Nation. And on the oleander, I know something about phytochemistry. I know a lot about phytochemistry, but you don't have to be a genius to know anything about it. Just look it up. Look up the oleander poisoning in self-medication and what happened. 
And I know it's used in folk medicine. I know that there are extracts made into medicines in Asia. Good for you. It's all garbage. Don't use it. And drilling in Anwar? Who in the hell would support a thing like that in an election year? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. But okay, hey, maybe you want to kill the animals. Maybe you want to poison the earth for a dollar. What do I know? After all, if you're a good Republican, go ahead and do it. Chichi in Texas, where do you stand on drilling in Anwar right now? Well, uh, Trump just lost my vote. And uh, I'm going to go to the polls and write in Anwar. Is there anybody anybody that we could write in as a write-in candidate? And oh, well, I'm not I'm not going to bait you with a question on this. Tell me what you know about Anwar and why you're so emotional about it. As am I. I know a lot about it because 45 years ago I fought with a lot of other people to make sure it wasn't poisoned by the oil drillers, that the native peoples were not driven off their land, that the noble polar bear wasn't killed for a stinking dollar for those oil bastards. We're going to start farming oysters down here, and I want to, uh, you know, get an acre and then do testing so that, uh, you know, so that... No, but where, where do you live? You live in what, where, what part of the world, country do you live in? Texas? Yeah, it's the coastal bend. Nobody will be able to remember or pronounce the acre. No, no, Chichi, we're not communicating. You live in Texas, is that correct? Yes, sir. Not originally from here, but... uh, So why do you care about drilling in Anwar? Well, I care about the earth. It's so simple. So are you one of the, quote, suburban women that voted for Trump and now you're pissed off? No, 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 no. I am in my whole different category, Michael, and... uh, Well, wait, wait. I said suburban women. Did you vote for Trump in, in the last election? Yes, and you say you're in tears over this because you are an environmental activist. Is that it? Well, I'm not really an activist. Uh, I get it. Good. I'm glad you distinguish between caring for the earth as a good shepherd and being an activist, which is a political statement. Yes, sir. Right. So this is not a political statement as much as it is a, an earth statement. Yes, sir. Well, Chi-Chi, I can say this. You're not alone. This opens up a question. Do you disprove of Trump opening up oil drilling in Anwar as he did today? You know where I stand on this. Turns the clock back 50 years on protecting animals and the earth. Then we get the same day another, another shot out of this side of the shotgun, pushing an unknown dangerous cure for COVID. Never heard of anything like this. I mean, I wanted to talk about using asset forfeiture under RICO against the funders of BLM and Antifa to pay for the hundreds of millions in damage. But to me, this is like a double-barrel shotgun right now. We can also talk about uh, Dr. Scott Atlas. We had him on the show on April 27th before anyone ever heard of him because a good friend of mine, a very famous radiologist, told me about his work. And we got him on the show before anybody else, I'm proud to tell you. No, this is not the biggest radio show in the country by any means, but it's an influential radio show by any means, very influential. No, my tweets are not read by hundreds of millions of people. No, my tweets are not that big, the number of people on uh, Twitter. No, not at all. But possibly one of the most influential tweeters in the country is Michael Savage. I know who reads. I know some of the top people who read my tweets. They go all the way up to the top. So here are my tweets today. Well, I'll go back a few days to show you where I'm coming to. This was on Saturday. Solution to hundreds of millions in damage to cities caused by BLM Antifa plus other groups. 
make their financial sponsors pay for the damage by executive order seize their assets. Next one, also make BLM Antifa and their funding sources pay for police, EMT, and fire overtime and medical costs. Time to get real, Mr. President. We back you 100% to stop these domestic terrorist organizations. You beat ISIS, you can beat BLM and Antifa and their funders. You know, I love to watch History Channel. I see the boys of World War II, I cry. Actually, tears come to mind. I don't sit there going, boo-hoo. But I sit and see these boys fighting and dying, beating Hitler's supermen, fighting and dying and beating the fanatical brainwashed Japanese with mud up to their knees, malaria, dengue fever, starvation, deprivation. And we, we can't beat these vermin in Portland and Seattle, I ask? What did these men die for? To let these scum of the earth take over our cities? So I ask, where the hell is Trump on this? Why is he letting this cancer fester? Why? Well, I guess you have to figure it out. Because he's letting it fester. He has the power to stop them. Oh, I know you take a lot of heat from Wolf Blitzer, but Wolf Blitzer can be deported for all I care, along with Jake Tapper. They can send them both to a Siberian prison for all I care, along with Jeff Zucker. You care what Jeff Zucker says about, has, has his puppets say about you, President Trump? You shouldn't. Your job as a law and order president is to protect our cities and make us safe. You're not doing it. Send in the U.S. military. Send in the military as Eisenhower did during riots. Send in the military as other presidents have done during riots. Send in the goddamn military and stop BSing us. Savage. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Breath time on the Savage Nation. Do you disapprove of Trump opening up oil drilling in Anwar? I do. Do you approve of the White House pushing Oleander as a cure for COVID? I do. Take some calls on these topics and others right here on the Savage Nation. Fred in San Francisco, line nine. You're up on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yeah, doctor. Let me preface this. I've been listening here for 30 years and agree with you 95% of the time. But Anwar, they say it's only going to be a a size of a postage stamp compared to the whole reserve of where they're drilling. So how does that kill polar bears? Could you explain that to me? Well, let's have a discussion. How big is Anwar? Do you know? No, I don't know. But it's 20, it's 20 million acres. Right. <clears throat> okay, so you're saying it's too small to worry about, or are you making another point? And relative to the whole reserve, it's the size of a postage stamp. You know, in other words, they're not going to drill in all 20 million acres, only in a small portion of it. Yes. But you can poison an entire area by drilling in a small portion of it through oil spills, for example, disruption of migration, disruption. Wait, let me finish. Disruption of migration patterns of various species of birds and other animals. So, in other words, you may drill in a small portion of this 20 million acres, but you're going to accept, upset the ecosystem of the entire 20 million acres. I disagree. 
And what about the, you know, they said that the caribou, they were going to be disrupted when they hit the pipeline for the north. Well, no, that's my old story. I know all about that one. I've told it over and over again. The caribou wound up loving the heated pipelines. This is entirely different. The pipeline was above the ground. It was not drilling into the ground. And you're omitting the native peoples who are going to be displaced. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. And he and I agreed that we should have task forces dealing with some of the major issues facing this country, including the economy and health care, uh, climate change, immigration, climate education, etc., uh, and the the people on those task forces work very, very hard. And I'm not here to tell you, as a strong advocate for Medicare for all, all right, that we stop. got this, everything. This is the worst man in the history of the United States of America, a man who should have been deported many, many years ago for disseminating such hatred against people. It's beyond con- No, this is not free speech. Bernie Sanders has poisoned the minds of millions of young people. He created the Frankensteinette called uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, who worked for him. She was a dummy, a bartender. And this communist bastard, can I say the word bastard about Bernie Sanders? This communist bastard poisoned the minds of millions of people. He is responsible for the meltdown of the mind of America. And he is saying that Bernie is saying that Biden can become the most progressive president since FDR. So be forewarned who you're voting for. Progressive is a code word for communist. So let's go for a moment before I get worked up again on killing of animals, destroying the earth, and promoting unproven cures for COVID to my website, michaelsavage.com. First of all, we'll go back to the Friday show. The podcast was diversity is a code word for racism plus white male inventions. If you missed it, don't. Then we go to today's stories. Travesty. No, President Trump do not permit oil and gas drilling in Anwar. This sets the protection of polar bears and other animals back 50 years. Number three, Donald Trump wants FDA to approve oleander plant extract as a drug to cure COVID-19 after it was promoted by Ben Carson. Another story on Michael Savage is Barack in the Beach House. A longtime friend builds Obama's multimillion dollar Hawaiian ocean villa using loopholes to bypass coastal protection laws on a site made famous by TV show Magnum P.I. Another little story for you. Watch a BLM mob beat up a white man unconscious after making him crash a truck and laughing at him. Now, let me talk for first about the last story. The president's running as a law and order candidate, is he not? And he's showing Biden to be weak on law and order, is he not? I'm asking you why he's letting Portland and Seattle Rage. Why is he not sending in the military to stop them? Oh, I know Wolf Blitzer, what he'll say. 
but I could give a damn less what Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, and the other left-wing fanatics say. I care about law and order. And if Trump is a law and order candidate, he needs to pass a law called RICO, which has been passed a long time ago, and apply it to BLM and Antifa and the other groups. Close them down. Seize their assets. And then make those who had funded, who have funded BLM, pay for the damage to the cities. That's what I would recommend. But they're not doing it for a reason. It's very cynical, the reason. is because the Trump advisors, who are possibly the worst I've ever seen in my life, the most cynical of cynical people, are people in campaigns to begin with. They're in it only for the money, not for the... They believe in nothing. And as a result, Trump does not have the message in this campaign that he had in the last campaign. Last campaign, his message was quite focused on immigration and things of that nature. There is no focus in this campaign. What does he stand for? Well, he says he stands against Biden. That's not good enough. What does he stand for? He says, well, he's a law and order candidate. So where's the law being used to restore order in Portland and Seattle? The answer is it's not being used. So we're to believe that if he's reelected, he will then enact laws and have Antifa and BLM stopped. You believe it? Those are some of the topics on the Savage Nation. Now, I have a real treat for you at the bottom of the hour. We found the interview with Dr. Scott Atlas that I did in April, and we're going to play portions of it because he was unknown at the time. Luckily, I have a very brilliant friend, the former radiologist who retired and told me about him, and I had him on the show before he gave any interviews. Dr. Scott Atlas is now the COVID czar, and he should be. He wants schools reopened, et cetera. He wants targeted uh, uh, things the way I do, not a broad-scale approach. Uh, for um, you know, quarantine and things of that nature. So I had him on the show. We're going to play that again at the bottom of the hour. We're way ahead of our time with that one. And you're going to love hearing it. But I want to go back to a caller who said, what's the big deal about drilling in Anwar? Because it's only going to be in a few small areas of Anwar. Well, that's logically incorrect. That's like saying, why should you care about pu- uh, pumping pollutants into San Francisco Bay, for example, because it's only going to go into a small portion of the bay, right? We're not polluting the whole bay. We're just pumping it into a small part of the bay. Same thing with drilling in Anwar. It's called an ecosystem. As we all learned when we studied ecology, when ecology was still a word, and ecology means an entire system, all interrelated. So therefore, when people would argue, what do you care about using DDT? Because it, it, it causes the fragile eggs of eagles to fracture and the eagles would die remember so we learned through tremendous science and thinking and studying that if you kill the eagle you kill yourself we are all the eagle we are we are the eagle that's what we learned when we basically studied ecology 101 we are the eagle you poison the earth The uh, shell of the bird is not able to support the growth of the baby bird. The egg cracks. It can't grow. The eagles die. There's no eagles growing. And we learn not to use DDT to poison the earth, right? Same here. So you drill in a small portion of Anwar, and what are you doing to the entire ecosystem, including, and we're not talking about them, because to me, indigenous people's are so fragile. There are people who have lived there since time immemorial. 
the the Gwich'in people of Alaska, their culture, their identity are related to this portion of the land called Anwar. To me, it's like going into the jungle of Africa and killing the pygmies in order to harvest a tree and saying, well, what do I give a damn about a pygmy? I need the lumber. Or take the remaining pygmies and put them in a suit and put them in a cage for all I care. If you think that defines you as a Republican and a strong man, I pity you. And you know why women laugh at you behind your back. You probably know why your wife left you for another woman. If that's the kind of man you are. Do you know how many women hate men like that? The fake tough man. The one who laughs at things that relate to environment, that relate to sensitive issues like this. Women hate men like that. They don't admire them. They don't admire men like that anymore. And I want to remind you of something else. Teddy Roosevelt, who was known as a really tough guy, was the first president to give us our first national park. Did you know that? Did you also know that Teddy Roosevelt, the tough guy president, also gave us large swaths of land to be protected along the coast of Washington State and in Alaska and other places? Do you know why he did that? Because he was a far-seeing man. He was a tough man, but he wasn't the craven, craven man. He wasn't a bloodsucker. He wasn't a greedy man. And so there's a big difference between being a strong man and a fake strong man. There's a big difference between making believe you know what you're talking about and just talking about something to make believe. So I say no, President Trump. It's not too late to not permit oil and gas drilling in Anwar. Not only does it set the protection of animals back 50 years, but it sets you back with a large, large demographic, which is the suburban female voter. They were already sketchy about you because of the environmental record. I try to warn you and everyone around you that you needed to get more sensitive on the issue. And now we wake up to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge being decimated for a few barrels of oil. And we don't even need the oil. Here's the thing. We don't need the oil. We're swimming in oil, gas, fracking. We don't need it. So why is this coming up now? And also, why would the president promote a plant extract, a crackpot plant extract, as a drug to cure COVID-19 at a time like this, when he, already, when he was embarrassed before with fish tank cleaner? Don't you remember that embarrassment? <clears throat> Why is he doing this again? Doesn't anyone understand what I'm trying to say to you? I'm actually trying to save his presidency. But then again, many of you true believers disagree with me, and that's the beauty of uh, free speech. So we have free speech. The phone number is 855-407-282. So let's go at it. Rick in Illinois, line one. Go ahead, please. What's on your mind? Well, Michael, my friend, I, I would say, first of all, I'm still going to vote for Trump. But this is a time when we should be prospecting for our best intelligence for alternative energies while we have a cushion from all the lower 48 states of all the oil we currently have, rather than trying to pour more into it and cheapen it further because I, I agree with right. you. Right. Why is he permitting them to, to get oil and gas leases now when we don't need the oil and gas? Uh, my thoughts is he's trying to infuse the economy with more money by cheapening the energy even further. Or, uh, it's hard. Well, no, no. This, this oil won't come online for many a year. They're not going to drill tomorrow. I think it's something more cynical than that. I think that the oil drillers get a federal subsidy for drilling, and they have nowhere to drill anymore in the, in the lower 48. 
uh, that could well be to keep people working, to keep that industry going. And that could- right, so they're going to send oil oil workers up to tech up to Alaska now to destroy the land in Alaska now. I disagree with doing that. I, I see what happened with Exxon Valdez, and there's still uh, there's still traces of what happened more than 25 years ago. That is correct. Disastrous. That is a thousand percent correct. And I thank you for the call. That's one caller. There are others. Eight five five four seven two eight two is the phone number. Tom in Connecticut, line six. You're up. What's on your mind, Tom? Tom. Tom. Hi, Savage. Thank you for taking my call this afternoon. Much appreciated. Dr. Savage, I promise I'll be brief. I, I, I want to commend you. I, I've been listening to your show for, for many years, and honestly speaking, Dr. Savage, I learn a lot from listening to you, and I, God bless you. I, I just wanted to make that comment, and, and God bless you over and over. I really... Well, I, hope God, I hope God's listening to you. I, I can use a blessing. Yes, uh, you're, you're so great, and, and I... I respect your intelligence and, well, and look, look. I don't need to, look. I do like hearing it. It makes me feel good, and of course, that's very kind of you. Yes. But uh, but the truth is is that let's put it to you this way. Sure. Bef- before this show, I had to go drill deeply deeply into my my soul and say to myself, "Do you really want to come out?" and say Trump is wrong for wanting to drill Anwar? Do you really want to alienate your listener base by saying he's promoting an unproven coronavirus cure? You know what's going to happen, don't you? Many of the listeners who are true believers are going to hate you and say you're this and you're that. And you know what the answer came back to me from the inner side, inside of me? This is what God kept you alive for, are things like this. Do you, you know what I'm saying, right? You know where I'm coming from? In other words, yes, Doc. why am I here? Not only could I have retired years ago, not only should I probably have retired years ago, but something impels me to keep going, and it's not because of the money, because there is no money in this. That's a separate story. I am doing this as a public service, and because every man has to be true to himself. These are the core truths of my beliefs today, Tom, and I want to thank you for being kind enough to call the program. I will take your calls on these topics as well as using RICO to round up, arrest, and imprison the BLM and Antifa rioters and to seize the assets of their supporters to pay back the damage in these cities. Savage. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. To thine own self be true. Remember that adage we learned when we were young? To thine own self be true. Don't put some some spittle on your finger and hold it up to the wind to see which way the wind blows and ask yourself what your audience wants to hear. You'll always lose. If you bait your hook with your heart, the fish will always bite. I learned that from John Burroughs, great naturalist, in his writings. So when I see these stories and I get hit like with a double-barrel shotgun in my face, Drilling in Anwar, promoting an unproven cure again after the fish tank and Clorox scandal. Something is wrong with the whole picture. Then I wake up, Antifa protesters trashed NYC stores over the weekend. Who are they? 99% white. Me? I'd arrest every one of them. I'd imprison them immediately under some emergency order. 
I would seize the assets of them in their banks, their families' money, and I'd seize who is supporting them. That would put a stop to the riots overnight. It's always the pocketbook. It wasn't even black people trashing New York City. It's white punks who are doing it largely across the country. This has nothing to do with blacks. It has everything to do with communism. It also has to do with out-of-control children who smeared feces on the walls, and the mother said it was modern art. They're just destroying for destruction's sake. It's time to call out the military. They have neutralized our police. They have the media on their side. We have a president who claims to be a law and order president. Why is he doing nothing about it? James in Virginia, go ahead, fire away. You're on the air. I think Donald Trump doesn't care if he wins this election or not. I think it's a repeat of the John McCain election for president from a number of years ago. How did that term out, turn out? Well, you may remember when John McCain was at a town hall one time and this guy started crying and he said, I don't want Obama to win. And uh, John McCain, uh, instead of answering the question, he went over to the guy and gave him a hug and said, whoever wins uh, will be the greatest president this country ever had. Oh, I remember now that you remind me. So McCain was a, a waffler. Yeah, it was like he didn't. Was he a waffler or did he throw the election? Well, I, I can't speak to that, but it sure seemed like he didn't care if he So you're, you're, you're alleging that you think the president, in, in, in drilling in the uh, Anwar, promoting a, uh, an unproven cure when he doesn't have to do it, is doing, doing for what reason? Maybe he's tired of being the president. Maybe all the people who hate him uh, just are, have got on his nerves and he doesn't you never know anymore. You never know. You never know. Like high noon. Yes. How much could anyone take? Right. Well, I hope I hope that's not the case. When I come back, we have the great interview with Dr. Scott Atlas, who is now the COVID czar. Right here. Dr. Scott Atlas, the COVID czar in the Savage Nation. Savage. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I got a text over the weekend, which leads into my guest. From a friend of mine who is a retired radiologist, one of the world's leading radiologists. And he says to me, Savage, it always amazes me how often you are right. I didn't know what he's referring to. He said, check out today's article in the New York Post by Scott Atlas, MD. Scott was a brilliant neuroradiologist who wrote one of the best books in the field and was way ahead of neuroradiology at Stanford. Hope you're relaxed on this beautiful day. Stay well. Best. H. So... I looked up the article on uh, this subject. Science says it's time to start easing the lockdowns. And I'm very proud to tell you we were lucky enough to get Dr. Scott Atlas on the show right now. Dr. Atlas, great article. Thanks for being with us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Now, I agree with you for sure. How do you scientifically make the case to reopen the country? On what basis would you recommend it be done? 
Sure. We, we've learned quite a bit since this started beyond the early projection models. Number one, there's a far lower risk of dying and a, a very, very small risk of dying, depending upon what your sort of age group and category is. Number two, we know that protecting those who are vulnerable uh, would alleviate any kind of hospital overcrowding. People are older and those with uh, underlying conditions. Number three, uh, we know that by doing this lockdown, we are, we are focusing on COVID-19 at all costs in medical care. And what that means is that we are, really, people are dying. We are missing, let's just say, about half of people who have cancer who need chemotherapy are skipping it. 80% of brain tumor surgeries, brain surgeries are not being done. Acute stroke patients are not being seen. And the fourth big point is that we know from decades of virology and immunology and basic science that by restricting all interaction among people, we are eliminating the possibility and prolonging the development of population immunity. And we know that not just from virology in general, we also have decades of knowledge about the coronavirus family itself, which this virus is part of. So we know, given the, the great news, that half of people are asymptomatic that are infected and the overwhelming majority do not have a serious disease, that by virtue of them developing antibodies and then uh, other people in low-risk groups also developing antibodies, that protects, that breaks up the network of infectivity to vulnerable people, and that's how populations become immune. That's why immunizations are done on a widespread basis, and that, although we don't know the antibodies at this point are protective, it would be unexpected if they're not. And we know also, by the way, that scientists working on drug treatments for COVID-19 are thinking about things and investigating things like transfusing blood serum containing antibodies from people who've been infected, and those antibodies would become protective for people uh, who are, are getting that serum transfusion. That is one of the many drug categories being investigated right now all over the world. So that, that's a belief that, that the vast majority of scientists hold. So, Dr. Atlas, you're for opening up whole cities or just portions of the country? No, I'm for opening up uh, just just uh, sort of the philosophy, really, that is correct, uh, done by Dr. Burks and the Trump Task Force. By Everything is local. Everything is not New York City. And, but also a targeted uh, way to look at this. Targeted meaning protecting the vulnerable, uh, protecting strictly the people in nursing homes and senior care centers and regular mm. renters, which should be easy. But mm. realizing that young people don't have a significant risk at all, there's, we can reopen schools. We don't have to have significant mm. social distancing for people who are mm. in their 20s who have mm. no significant risk of a serious disease. We just have to protect the vulnerable, allow the immunity to develop. How did they get the model so wrong, though? I mean, you are saying they're all wonderful people. I'm not so sure of that, but we don't have to argue over that. It wouldn't get us anywhere. They, how did they get the model so wrong, which resulted in the shutdown of an entire nation? You know, when you look at models that are done uh, very early, they are by necessity dealing with very, very little fact and just simply mathematical. Mathematical. All right. So the early stages of it, the projections were much higher, right? The early projections were that there was a fatality rate of three, four, five percent. That's that's just not true. That's wrong. But we know that from the evidence. 
What is it really? Zero one, zero two? Well, it's tough to say exactly, but we're talking about the order of anywhere from maybe 0.1 to 0.5%. It depends, and it, it may be lower than that even. We just don't wow. know. The more people that we test and the more people we see, if we define an infection as somebody who's positive for the virus and has antibodies and or has antibodies, there's a far greater number of people who have the infection and a far lower risk of death. Amazing. So, Dr. Atlas... The article comes out in the post. They're taking you, you know, they're finally re- recognizing your expertise and what you're saying. That science says it's time to start easing the lockdowns. Why is there still resistance here in the state of California from Governor Newsom? You know, uh, there, there's a lot of different styles of, uh, of governing. And I, and I think it's sort of a, a, another conversation is what is the role of government in dictating Mm. the behavior of people once you because you know the fact is the policies flattened the curve everyone really believes that flattening the curve was accomplished now we have to decide how to you know how to do things without harm there's a massive amount of harm by continuing total economic and total people i think a hundred percent right but you know when this was uh, almost at its apex i um was trying to reach Governor Newsom in particular. And I said, look, here are the six counties that have zero cases or almost zero cases. Why don't you open them up? What is it one size fits all with you? And there was no movement. Why are the politicians so limited? Well, you can't answer that. I can't answer it either. They, they have more power than they've ever dreamed of, number one. And as you well know, bureaucrats love power. But, you know, you raised an interesting point, Dr. Atlas. You said their control of our entire society. That was an interesting statement. Well, Do they have the authority, actually, to close a nation down? Did they have this authority in these states? Yeah, well, I'm not a legal expert, but what I can tell you is that it seems uh, quite clear that fear has influenced public policy, and there is no place for fear. It should mm. all be about science and uh, common sense and logic, not fear. Okay, so then there's an article. San Francisco had the 1918 flu under control and lifted restrictions, and they got another resurgence. Are you at all concerned that we may see that with the lifting of restrictions? You know, I I think that worst-case scenario projections don't need to be made when we see what's happened with this virus. So, uh, you know, I I prefer to look at the evidence, which I've done, use basic science uh, knowledge, and logic, and I think that what I'm outlining is the correct pathway. We know there could be another infection. We know, uh, but, you know, as we get later, by the way, we're far more prepared. There's been a tremendous mobilization of resources mm. that's been accomplished. There's been a lot of knowledge to the society, to people mm. in general about how to stay safe. We're mm. going to have probably new regulations on sanitization and rest. Mm. But that doesn't mean that's not the same thing as locking down society. Yes. So in other words, we are ready in a way. The hygiene level is much higher. I mean, I've been a hand washer all my life. That's how I was raised. And people used to think I had a neurosis. Now, I think everyone's now a hand washer. Okay. And um, know who to protect right now, which is, I think, very important. And we hope we know who that is really not at risk. To me, opening schools is very logical. Keeping them closed is not. And it also let me let me ask you this, Doctor Atlas. Working in the in the nursing homes where we have lo- logically see a much higher um, rate of this disease or incidence of this disease, 
is it possible that the aides themselves are bringing the virus into the homes? It's, it's absolutely possible, and one of the things I've outlined uh, and in personal co- communication is that that's one area where I think there must be strict regulation, not only of who can enter and interact with nursing home and senior care center residents, but there's a place where I think mandated testing, prioritized testing, all those who interact with those people really must be cleared from carrying an infection. That is a moral obligation, really. The reason I ask such a loaded question, and I'm not trying to blame any particular group, but I'm being logical about it as you are, is because when I mentioned this to the governor's office about these counties which had very low incidence uh, of the disease, I was told, yeah, but the nursing home had a big outbreak. So I'm I'm saying like, well, wait a minute. So you're going to let a nursing home outbreak close down a whole county? It seems uh, asswise backwards to me, and it's not logical medically or, or epidemiologically. And they have to understand that it could be the AIDS, as I have said, who, who were bringing it into the homes to begin with. And I think that's part of the of the investigation of the epidemic. But in either case, these are big, big discussions that need to be uh, that need to happen. And your article is science says it's time to start easing the lockdowns. I agree with you 100 percent. And your logic is flawless. And although it was a popular article in the New York Post, I'm glad to hear that people are listening to a man of your scientific magnitude, frankly. Okay, well, let's hope that things improve quickly. rather. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you're on the task force sooner than later. Dr. Atlas, thanks for being with us on the Savage Nation. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. So that was an interview with Dr. Scott Atlas, who is now on the COVID task force. Thank goodness the president reached out to him. Naturally, Scott Atlas is being attacked by know-nothings who are saying he's not a, a virologist, he's not an epidemiologist, not a this, is not a, but he knows what he's talking about. And the fact of the matter is now we're waiting for the, uh, for the vaccine, and I'm very, very, very cynical about it because the COVID-19 vaccine is being pushed too fast. There's going to be mistakes made by the companies that are being paid billions of dollars to develop these uh, vaccines. And it will not be 100% safe and nor 100% effective. Even flu vaccines are only 50% effective. So how can you expect a COVID vaccine to be effective in more than 35% of cases? The best are saying it's only be effective in 35% of the cases, number one. But what about the dangers? How do we know? To me, Operation Warp Speed to develop a COVID vaccine is like the Manhattan Project to develop the atomic bomb. Now, of course, the Manhattan Project resulted in an atomic bomb, and I'm sure that Operation Warp Speed will result in COVID vaccines from one of the companies or more than one of the companies that have been given billions of dollars. Sanofi GSK got $2.1 billion government funding. Novavax got $1.6 billion from you. Johnson & Johnson got around $1.45 billion from you to develop a vaccine. AstraZeneca got $1.2 billion from you. Pfizer-BioNTech got uh, $1.95 billion only if the vaccine succeeds. And Moderna got um, $955 million in R&D funding. And then they get, after they get a vaccine, they're going to get another $1.5 billion to give you the vaccine. But how many of us are going to take it? This is the real question here is compliance, compliance, compliance. I will not take it. I'll tell you right now. I've never taken a flu vaccine. 
I haven't gotten the flu in many years. I keep myself healthy. I am not going to take a COVID vaccine because I have fears, rational fears, that not only would it be ineffective, but in my case, probably fatal. And I will say no. And if I need to get a religious exemption to do so, I will, because I can easily get a religious exemption. There's so many ways around forced vaccinations. You think I'm alone? Every poll shows that 35% of people on record will not take a vaccine. How about those who are not even saying they won't? So if you're not going to inoculate the entire population, what is the result going to be? You're not going to have herd immunity. What are you going to have? Well, the way the government's going to get around it is they're going to wind up issuing vaccine cards. Maybe they should just tattoo your forehead with a number, like in Nazi Germany. Or, or they could tattoo your forearm, a nice little inked tattoo that says, a, like a chicken, like a Purdue chicken. You get a, a blue stamp on your, on your arm, on your wrist, let's say, like you're going into a nightclub, and it says vaccinated. And if you don't have it, you can't get into the nightclub. So you're locked in your house for the rest of your life. Is that the kind of country you want to live in? That's the one you're going to live in. We've already complied beyond any of the political madman's madman's dreams. What we have accepted from them is beyond comprehension, how we have given up our freedom so fast, so quickly. The good news is the young people are not complying at all. They have a devil-may-care attitude. They're going to the beaches. They're going to clubs. They don't care if they get sick. Most of them get sick and they're over it in 10 days. And so people are strong people in their 20s. I don't know if you know this. Most, 99% of those who get COVID, it's like a cold or a flu to them. That is not true for other um, demographics. And so the issue is you lock the whole nation down because of the weak portions of the, uh, of the population. I don't know. Is that rational? That's a big question. We haven't even discussed it. 855. Now, I don't want to talk about the Postal Service. I'll leave that to... I have no idea why we're even arguing over that. We know what it is. Why would Pelosi call the House back to deal with the Postal Service crisis? Because she wants a fake election. Plain English. She knows mail-in ballots are a road to the corpse's election. She knows that a mail-in ballot is a road to her running the country through her puppet, Kamala Harris. And make no mistake about it, Kamala Harris is a puppet of Nancy Pelosi and the machine that uh, they control here in the Senate. Now, if you want San Francisco across America, then vote for Biden-Harris. That's what you're going to get. So I've covered that. Uh, Postmaster General, what a stupid story that is. Of course it should be in person, only in person. And if you can't go in person, you shouldn't vote at all. It's that simple. Unless you're in the military and overseas. That's it. What do you mean? Mail-in ballots. If you cannot go to the polls, you shouldn't vote at all. I don't like any of the mail-in ballots. I never did. I never trusted them. That's another, another thing we have to talk about another day. I and mean, it's boring as hell. It really is. RNC files permit for fireworks at Washington Monument after Trump address. They need a permit for a, a, a firework? All right, whatever. The Star Spangled Banner. Meanwhile, tonight, the Dems kick off a fake convention. Nobody will be there. It will be Biden, the uh, factotum of Biden, in his own basement from a television set they're probably going to drug him up to get him up onto the tv screen and that'll be your convention tonight these are weird times if you missed any of my genius you can catch it later on the podcast wherever podcasts are heard
the Westwood One Podcast Network.